the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What's going on, everybody? Another Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, a great show for you tonight. No craft beer guests this week. It's a full news beer hour, and um, we're going to have some fun with it. But first, how can you follow me? It's easy on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast, via email at albertgnycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms and also Alexa Ready as well. Just say to your Alexa unit, I want to hear the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. And bingo, you get to hear the show right there from your Alexa-enabled unit. Lots of news to get to. Um, it is a crazy week. Started it off with a little docking there. Actually going to see docking, or a version of docking, let's say. Uh, next Saturday night at the Starland Ballroom, there's like nine opening acts before they even get on stage. So I- I'm not looking um, for the greatest show I've ever seen next Saturday night, but uh, it'll be interesting. It's at Starland Ballroom. The tickets were dirt cheap. I think I got two tickets for the price of one, so I think it cost me less than $30. So for a Saturday night in March... Uh, why not uh, check out um, Doc in little, uh, you know, California uh, heavy metal? They they had some good stuff in the beginning. Eh, you know, after the first couple of albums, I didn't think they were uh, they were that great. But you know what? It'll be fun. Something to do. Anyway, we got lots of beer news to get to, plus a review of the kickoff to New York City Beer Week, which is uh, ending actually to actually ends tonight. Um, but uh, the opening bash at New York City Beer Week was. Phenomenal. Had a great time at the event. We'll talk about that uh, more in length, probably in our third segment of the show. Uh, I will go more in depth into New York City Beer Week. Beers that I tried, uh, one made with seaweed, tried a non alcohol beer that was fantastic, um, and uh, a local brewery, not a, uh, well, yes, local. They're local, but they're national. Let's put it that way. Maybe that'll give you a clue. Anyway, I tried a lot of different things. And um, the um, it's uh, it was an interesting time, and I'm glad they did two sessions. The early session I went to was fantastic, uh, but we'll get into that uh, a little bit later on in the show, probably in about a half hour from now. We'll get into that, but we do have uh, you know other news uh, to get to, and there are there is a lot of it. Plus, uh, the other thing is, uh, and in our next segment we'll talk about this. It's somewhat of a I don't want to say a controversy, but um, it, it it is. Interesting to me how publications, I don't want to say journalism or journalists, but publications, why they publish certain stories, for what reason, what, having to do with beer. And, and I'll explain a little bit more in our, in, in our next segment. We'll have more news in that segment. But let's get into some news first. Our friends from Coronado Brewing, they debuted the first 
of their 2019 art series releases, Cosmic Ocean Brute IPA. Um, this uh, was the first winner of an Instagram photo contest that Coronado um, had uh, conducted. And basically the winner of the, the contest got their photo put on the beer label. So Anthony Drake, uh, a Southern California-based outdoor and lifestyle photographer, uh, won the fir- is the first winner of the contest. His stunning photo of the night sky over the beach was the inspiration for Cosmic Ocean uh, Brute IPA. It is a single hop brute, uh, mosaic hops, giving the beer a bright grapefruit and pineapple notes, bolstered by a subtle coconut flavor for the addition of toasted rice flakes. Uh, Cosmic Ocean finishes bone dry with an effervescent and refreshing finish. Sean Steele, the director of brewery operations for Coronado, said they wanted to make a brute that delivered a champagne-like experience. The inherent fruity and tropical notes in Mosaic are a nice balance to the extreme dryness of this beer. It checks all the boxes for what you want in a good brute-style IPA. It is already out uh, at Coronado, and um, let's see, it's it actually is hitting broader retail availability uh, right now, it is available throughout Coronado's distribution network. Sadly, not in New Jersey, because they seem to have pulled out of New Jersey now. I think the nearest place I can get Coronado now, and I mentioned this, I think, on last week's show, uh, is down in Philly, about 50 miles away from me. But uh, it's a 7% ABV, a 55 IBU. You can get it in 16-ounce can, four packs, or on draft uh, anywhere Coronado beer is sold. Now, Southern Tier... Uh, has announced the launch of three new year-round brands uh, to add to their existing portfolio. Um, let's see here. They have uh, the three new brands. Swipe Light, giving consumers a lighter craft option, which is something that a lot of these breweries are doing now. Lakeshore Fog, a new entrant into the trendy hazy IPA category. And finally, New Juice, spelt N-U, uh, Juice IPA, providing consumers with a new take on the everyday IPA. So Swipe Light... Uh, it's, uh, as they say, it says bridges the gap between craft beer flavor and lower calorie, easy drinking beers. It is a 4% ABV, only 110 calories. All right. We'll see. That's something I might want to try. Um, the next one, their hazy, juicy IPA style, uh, Lakeshore Fog began its development and testing in Southern Tier's Pittsburgh tap room. Uh, this is... Well, they don't give you the uh, they don't give you the ABV on that. Apparently, it's sixteen ounce four pack cans. And then finally, a new new school or it used to be new school. This is now new juice. So it's basically uh, a little bit of a tweaking of of one of their IPAs, and they're repackaging it and relabeling it uh, with a new name called New Juice. All of these beers will launch uh, this month uh, in 2019 uh, in draft as well as in package formats. And then the New Jersey Brewers Association. This is a really cool event. If you have not been to this event, and this is really the only event that the New Jersey Brewers Association, if I'm not mistaken, puts on that 100% of the proceeds goes towards the association. So it's the 23rd anniversary of the festival, featuring only New Jersey breweries, and it's aboard the Battleship New Jersey. So it's really cool. So way down, uh, way down in South Jersey, uh, near the border of Philly, your ticket includes a free self-guided tour of the nation's most decorated ship. Live music, food will be available for purchase, as well as local craft vendors. VIP tickets will get you in one hour early at noon uh, with exclusive access to one-offs and other limited edition beers. So I believe it's one to four, if I'm not mistaken, you get in early uh, at noon. So to get tickets, just go to NewJerseyBeer.TicketLeap.com slash Battleship-Beer-Fest. Dash 2019. I know that sounds like a lot, 
We'll put the link up uh, in this news segment here on Twitter. Uh, and uh, maybe we'll pop it over on our Facebook page as well so you can uh, access it to get tickets. Now, this is an event, if I'm not mistaken, it sells out pretty much every year. It's a little far for me to get to, so it's probably not something that I'm going to go to. And it's usually in, and it's in late June. Um, you know what? I didn't get the date on this. I should, you know, folks, when I'm giving you the facts on certain things, it would help to give you the actual date. So let me punch that up. So it's June 22nd, 2019. It's from 1 to 5 p.m. You get in the VIP hours at noon. Uh, the tickets start at $50. The VIP is $75. So for the extra 25 bucks, you're going to get in an hour earlier than everybody else. Uh, live music, food, and, of course, uh, there'll be vendors there that probably have, uh, you know, local Jersey places that are selling uh, you know, knickknacks and stuff, hot sauce and things like that. They usually do that uh, at these events. Again, it's uh, Battleship, New Jersey, 62 Battleship Place in Camden, New Jersey. Camden is great. It's not, you know, it's not as bad as people make it out to be. Uh, there are some really nice areas uh, in Camden. So, uh, again, that's June 22nd, 1 to 5 p.m. You get in at noon if you pay for the VIP. Again, tickets are $50 for general admission, 75 for the VIP. Now, here's the list so far of the breweries that are there. And we'll we'll mention this uh, over the course of the next several months uh, to give them some hype here because, really, this is an event that benefits the brewers and the association. Uh, you got Brick City will be there, Brotherton, Common Sense, Cross Keys, Ch- uh, Chigmeister, Double Nickel, Eight and Sand, Forgotten Boardwalk will be there. Uh, Ghost Talk Brewing is actually going to be there. We've had the guys on the show. Uh, I'm guessing they're able to brew beer for this event as long as they're open or going to be open. I'm not sure how that works. Uh, Hackensack Brewing, Hidden Sands, Human Village, Jersey Cyclone, Jersey Girl, Lone Eagle, Ludlam uh, Island, Manskirt, the Almentry, Third State, Vinyl Brewing, and Wet Ticket will be there. Uh, they will be adding new uh, new breweries uh, as uh, the months go on, so you definitely want to check back with that. Uh, if you're interested in doing that again, this features only New Jersey breweries. You get a self-guided, you're, it's a self-guided tour of the Battleship New Jersey. You get to drink on an actual vessel. Uh, from the Navy, music, food for purchase, and you get to have uh, some great New Jersey beer. So you definitely want to check it out, uh, newjerseybeer.ticketleap.com, and then just do a search for Battleship uh, Beer Fest 2019. It is, uh, from all accounts, from a number of different people that I've spoken to about this on the Camden Waterfront, it is a great event and, again, uh, directly uh, helps those folks uh, that work uh, with New Jersey breweries, and it helps out the association. So you definitely want to check that out. It is something that you don't want to miss. Now, when we come back after a short break, uh, we're going to have some more news on the program, but we're also going to discuss this new trend of, you know, I don't want to say one-off beers. I don't want to say, like, you know, sparkle sparkles in beers or whatever, but the social media was a buzz this week uh, about a particular beer style. I, I shouldn't even say a beer style. A beer that was coming out from a brewery, uh, not local, and yet everybody jumped on this as like the greatest thing in the world, and yet there are other breweries that have been doing this particular beer. Has it piqued your interest? Stick around. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. If you thought President Trump wouldn't declare a national emergency, Kevin McCullough says you don't know him. Everybody, again, underestimated the president. Because for the last couple of days, they're like, oh, he's going to he's gonna sign the bill and he's going to totally bail on, uh, on, his, on his campaign. No, you don't know this guy. Kevin McCullough Radio, weeknights at 5 on AM 970, The Answer, with special airings, Wednesdays at 4. 
Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Hi, it's Mike Gallagher, inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour through the land of Israel in December of 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. We'll learn about the geopolitical, economic, and spiritual dynamics of one of the most fascinating places on earth. And you'll share experiences that will change how you view the world. Walk the ancient temple steps. Touch the Western Wall, sail on the Sea of Galilee, pray on the Mount of Beatitudes. The list goes on. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your chance. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. The 10-Day Stand with Israel Tour, December 2019. For more information and to register for this trip, go to am970theanswer.com. That's am970theanswer.com. Hi, I'm Nick Cannon. I believe in St. Mary's Healthcare System for Children. Every day, children with special needs are rehabilitated so that they can have a healthier and happier life. I believe in St. Mary's Kids. Believe in us. Visit stmaryskids.org and believe in possible. Want more of AM970 The Answer and our hosts? Then interact with us. Follow us on Twitter for breaking news, what's coming up on the radio, thoughts from our hosts, deals from our advertisers, and more. Our handle is at AM970 The Answer. Come on, tweet with us. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-607-3551. That's 800-607-3551. 800-607-3551. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at slugquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Listen to us anywhere. TuneIn.com. iHeartRadio.com. Get the app at AM970TheAnswer.com. All right, welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, follow me, very easy, on Twitter, at Al Gattulo, Instagram, at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, via email at albertg at nycradio.com, and don't forget, iTunes, Google Play, you just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast, you can find all the shows on those two platforms. Some more docking for you, I think we're just going to do a docking hour since I'm going to see them next week. Uh, In My Dreams, probably one of their bigger hits uh, on the radio from uh, Under Lock and Key. Uh, I, again, like I said, I, I'm going to see them next Saturday night at uh, Starland Ballroom. And, uh, you know, I, I was never the biggest fan of Doc, and I never got a chance to see them in their heyday. So it was one of those, hey, the tickets came along. And, again, I know it's not the original band. It's a couple of guys and, you know, whatever. But eh, it's something to do. You know? Why not? Um, no guests on the show uh, tonight. It's all news. We've got lots of news to get to, and I wanted to catch up on a lot of things uh, because we've been running with guests for the last couple of weeks. And sometimes it's good to just do a guest-free show and kind of get into all the nuances 
um, uh, of beer because there's lots of stuff that's happening in the beer world. And a story that I'm going to get to in just a couple of minutes um, kind of emphasizes my point just a little bit as to I, what I don't understand sometimes about the beer world. Um, but we'll get into that in just a second. Uh, first off, wanted to share the news that Empire Brewing Company out of Syracuse, New York, they won the upstate New York leg of the Best Brews of New York competition at Brookfield Place last week. Uh, we mentioned this. This was an event that's running for the next couple of Thursdays. There's one coming up, the final one, uh, this coming Thursday, if you're downtown uh, and near Brookfield Place. Uh, it's a cool thing. They're spotlighting different beers. So uh, a week ago, they did New York State beers and Empire Brewing won. This past Thursday, Long Island Breweries competed for the chance to win the Best Brew of New York title, uh, which is taking place on Thursday, March 14th. We'll have the winner of that uh, on next week's program, and then we'll get the grand, we'll get the grand, you know, the grand champion or whatever it is the following week. Um, but the People's Choice winner is going to be decided by the event, uh, uh, the event's attendees, and it is guided by New York State's notable beer connoisseur uh, Anna Bicara. The event, free to attend, with food from Brook- Brookfield Place's uh, top eateries, which is available for purchase throughout the festival. Now, all the beer sales at this event uh, benefit uh, charitable cause in partnership with the participating breweries. 100% of the beer sales will be donated to Habitat for Humanity. So the Long Island beers last week were Greenpoint Harbor, uh, Blue Point, Barrier Brewing, a couple of others. And then this coming week, uh, this Thursday, if you're in the area downtown, Brookfield Place, I think it's from 6 to 9, no, 4 to four to 7 or something like that. So, you know, after when you get out of work, maybe you want to have a beer before heading home. Uh, New York City's The Bronx Brewery, Six Point Harlem Brewing Company, Coney Island Brewery, among others, will be there. Uh, beer available for purchase. They've set up kind of a beer garden, and you can also purchase food as well there. And then you can vote on what you feel is the best beer uh, that you've had. So kind of cool if you're in the area. And, of course, we'll give you the winners uh, of the other two uh, categories uh, as the weeks go on. Heavy Seas Beer uh, is releasing a uh, a new beer that you can only get at the Heavy Seas Tap Room. Uh, coming up this Friday, March 8th, Juice Cannon uh, is available in a four-pack of 16-ounce cans or on draft that you could fill your growler. Um, Juice Cannon, an exciting twist on their flagship IPA, Loose Cannon. It's uh, a hazy beer, heavy use of oats and wheat, alternately dry hopping procedure with tangerine puree and massive doses of Citra and Simcoe hops, providing tropical and citrus aromas. The label artwork designed by a local Baltimore artist, Owen Murphy, of One Drop Design Studio. All of the Taproom exclusive beer labels will be designed by Owen in 2019. I know an Owen Murphy. It's not the same Owen Murphy, though, unfortunately. Uh, so I have to check that out. I'm actually going to give a shout over to um, Heavy Seas and see if they can send me uh, a can to sample. I know it's a brewery-only release, but maybe... Uh, I can get a can and review it for you guys. So maybe if you're taking a trip down to the Baltimore area, maybe you want to stop there and try it. Uh, Rogales uh, Ro- uh, has uh, come out with a new beer called Rhubarb Schmubarb. It's a uh, fruited ale, uh, according to them, with a funny name that does not take itself too seriously. It is a little sweet, a little tart, ideal for late spring and early summer sipping. It is a tart from the rhubarb. Balanced by uh, the sweetness of Oregon strawberries, rhubarb schmubarb, uh, according to them, brings the iconic flavors of summer to any barbecue, picnic, or hike. It's available now through June in four-pack, 16-ounce cans, and on draft. Uh, so I have to check that. That's it's interesting. I actually like rhubarb. I finally tried rhubarb like 10 years ago. I had never had it before. And uh, it was in Amish country with my wife in Pennsylvania. And um, 
somebody had like a rhubarb pie or something that they were selling, slices or whatever, and we, we ended up having a slice of it, and it was actually uh, it was actually pretty good. I enjoyed it a lot. So I have to reach out to the folks from Rogue and see if I can get uh, a can or two of that to check it out. All right, so here's, here's the thing. So um, earlier this week, a number of different publications were um, prom- promoting this new style of beer. I-, I shouldn't even say it's not a style of beer. They were promoting uh, a beer that the brewery in Virginia, and I'm not going to mention the brewery's name, but the brewery in Virginia mentioned that it was made with Lucky Charms. They added Lucky Charms cereal to the mix when they were making this beer. And people were going nuts over it. Esquire had a piece on it. Uh, Thrillist had a piece on it uh, the other morning, Wednesday morning. Uh, all these different publications, again, to get you to try and click on the story to read it. It's clickbait. A lot of these things do that. And listen, I'm guilty. I am guilty of jumping onto these things when I see it and click on it whatever. But as soon as I saw this thing with the Lucky Charms beer, I got annoyed. And here's why I got annoyed. It was all over the press. News stations were talking about, oh, this Lucky Charms beer, Lucky Charms flavored beer. Well, guess what? Locally in New Jersey, my buddies from Bolero Snort, um, Bob and Scott, have been making a beer with Lucky Charms in it. It's called Magically Bolicious. And they've been making it now for the last two years. And this year, it's a golden stout. So it looks like you know, a lager or an IPA, but it tastes like a stout. It's kind of a play on it. They want you to, you know, oh, magically, look, the beer is is bright, but it's actually a dark stout, right? So what annoyed me was all of these people like, oh, my God, I got to go to Virginia and try this beer. I got to go to this brewery and try this beer. But you know what, folks? This is a beer that's being made by others. Bolero Snort and this brewery in Virginia are not the first ones to add cereal to beer. Other breweries have done this. Other breweries have poured beer through Randall's of Lucky Charms and uh, Cocoa Pebbles and uh, Fruity Pebbles and all this other stuff, right? In fact, uh, I mentioned Fruity Pebbles. Bolero Snort makes a beer. Uh, Freddy, uh, what is it? Fruity uh, Fruity uh, Pub Bulls or whatever. Whatever it is, okay? Here's the thing. I don't understand why people jump on this. And when I said, I I mentioned on the Esquire side, I wrote on Facebook to them, hey, other breweries have done this before. It's nothing special. The article is misleading. A lot of them that have a title is misleading. They should be, now, again, you're a writer for a story. I don't know if you're working for Esquire. I don't know if you're freelance or whatever. But either way, it takes 10 minutes to do a little bit of research to find out if other breweries have done this. So you can include it in the article to say, hey, this such and such brewery in America is... It's not unique. Others have done it. But if you're looking for an alternative and you live in this area, maybe you want to check this out. Obviously, people who don't live in the New Jersey area or the tri-state area are not going to be able to get Bolero Snorts, Magically Bolicious Beer, because they don't live in the area. If you live in California, you're not getting that beer. I get it. But maybe instead of all the hype to try and get 1,000 people, 10,000 people to click on your article, just be a little bit more truthful about it before you click on it. That's all. That's all I'm asking. They're not the fir- they're not the first brewery to do it. The-, the articles that I've seen make it seem like that this Virginia brewery is the first brewery to ever put cereal in beer. They're not. You know, just be it just a little more fact checking, a little more research would really help. Same thing with a story earlier this week um, that came out that talked about how major beer and wine, you know, popular wine brands and popular beer brands have pesticides in them. Really. Like, this is a shock to anybody. This has become a story. So apparently, I think it's uh, certain wines uh, in California country, uh, beers like Bud Light and Coors and Heineken 
have traces of pesticides, very high traces of pesticides. Now, CBS News did the story, but the way they had the article titled made it seem like even organic beers had pesticides in them, which was not correct. The study showed that out of all the beers that they tested, they only tested one organic beer. And guess what? That one organic beer, I think it was peak uh, organic beer, had no pesticides in it. None. Zero. Okay? The other ones had pesticides. Some had very high traces. Some had very slight traces. The bottom line is, why do you think that they have pesticides in these beers? I'll tell you why. Because most of them use corn in their mix. So corn grows in the field. The farmer is is making sure that bugs don't get at his stuff. What is he going to do? He's going to spray pesticides on the corn. And what happens? You get traces of it in your alcohol, in this, in the beer or the wine, that all these popular brands, because they're using corn. Now, it's not to say that pesticides don't get on hops and other things, but you would have to assume that most of these local guys are getting hops that either they grow themselves or they get them from a reputable farmer that's not using pesticides in it. So again, listen, be careful what you drink. Why you would be drinking those things, I don't know. If you're drinking those things, you're certainly not listening to this show because you're not drinking craft beer. Uh, it, it's just, again, it's one of those things where, it's it, to me, it's misleading. Don't don't mislead the public into clicking on something, and then you read the article and go, <laughs> okay. Most craft beer drinkers know that most of these big brands use corn in their beer. That's why there's pesticides in there. It's pretty simple. Now, when we come back after a short break, a full review of the New York City Craft Beer Week opening bash that took place at the Brooklyn Expo. It was a fun event. Tried some great beers. Again, had one with seaweed in it. Uh, Had a non-alcoholic beer that was really good and some other things as well. Uh, We will talk all about that after the break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's snowing and 33 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio is asking people to use caution and common sense during the morning commute. A snowstorm is hitting the region, making the roads sloppy. Mayor de Blasio says the city has crews and sanitation trucks on the streets trying to clean up the snow. Public school is canceled on Monday. Alternate side parking is canceled for Monday and Tuesday. It's also not in effect on Wednesday because of a government holiday. Mayor de Blasio says this could be the biggest winter storm in the city this season. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy is declaring a state of emergency in the Garden State due to the winter storm. And Murphy says the safety of New Jersey residents is his top priority. And he's urging folks to stay off the road so workers can safely clear the up to eight inches of snow that is expected. The New Jersey Department of Transportation says it's employing the help of more than 2,500 plows and salt spreaders. There's a commercial vehicle travel restriction on many New Jersey roadways, including 295, 76, 80, 280, and 280. In sports, well, the Knicks lost to the Clippers uh, this evening. Rangers also lost to the Capitals 3-2, and the Islanders fell to the Flyers. 4-1 was that final score. Traffic delays currently. Well, on the turnpike, we've got a crash southbound by the Molly Pitcher Service Area. Right lane blocked. Delays are back to 8A. 78 had lane closures between Vauxhall Road and the Parkway. That's been cleared. Warrenville Road east to westbound from Route 22 to Wimpole Way closed due to weather conditions. Scoffles Bridge, Outer Bridge Crossing, 35-mile-an-hour speed restriction due to weather conditions. GWB is a good ride inbound and outbound. Upper and lower decks are okay. Holland, Lincoln Tunnels, so far so good. Weather for tonight, well, snow mainly should wrap up by 4 a.m. Lows are about 31 degrees, and we're looking at accumulations of anywhere from 4 to 8 inches. 
Cloudy tomorrow, gradually clearing, high near 40, and then sunny on Tuesday, high near 34. Now you know what's going on. I'm Amy Salerno on AIM 970, The Answer. Joe Piscopo here asking, are you tired of dealing with dummies? Well, experience the smart way to buy a car at Route 22 Toyota with no hidden fees, no back and forth, no pressure, and no wasting time dealing with dummies. Alex Kinsella, the general manager, prides himself on his low lease offers and 0% APR financing for up to 72 months for qualified buyers. And now my buddy Alex wants you to experience their new smart way to service. Listen to my show every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. because you'll never know when Route 22 Toyota will be giving me the go-ahead to give away free things like a multi-point inspection and oil change with filter to the first five callers. Call 855-621-9949 and say, Joe sent me. Experience how one caring family in the car business is out to change the entire car business by offering you the smarter way to buy a car and more. 855-621-9949. Route 22 Toyota, Route 22 West, Hillside, New Jersey, or at Route22Toyota.com. All your European makes excluded. All right, welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, follow me on Twitter very easily at Alcatulo, Instagram at Catulo. That's G A. Double T U double L O Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast uh, via email Albert G at NYCRadio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast and you can download all the shows on those two platforms. Alexa ready as well. So just tell your Alexa enabled uh, device uh, that you want to hear the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer and bingo, you'll get the Craft Beer Cast right on there. So in this segment, we'll do a little bit more news, but uh, more importantly, uh, a review. I was going to do this during Suds and Duds, but I actually think that this really needs more uh, more of a scope to it uh, in terms of the opening uh, bash at the New York City uh, Craft Beer Week, uh, which was held at the Brooklyn Expo. And I have to tell you, the Brooklyn Expo, it's a really nice place. And I was so happy that the guys did uh, two uh, sessions instead of one session this year. The one session... And it was a night session normally. It gets very packed. So, uh, you know, there were lines for certain beers, certain beers I couldn't get to. In fact, even at this event, uh, there were beers that I couldn't get to. And I was a little upset about that because there were certain things that I did want to check out. Um, missed equilibrium completely. Again, you got to remember, I'm driving to most of these events. It's a considerable distance away from me. So I can't really sit there and start trying every single beer uh, on the list because then I won't be in any condition to drive home. I am trying to be responsible here. So I brought my neighbor with me uh, who was more than happy to come. And, uh, you know, day drinking sometimes, you know, you get to say, oh, my God, we're going to start drinking at 1130 in the morning. you got to prepare yourself for it. Uh, hydrate, make sure you eat beforehand. We had food there. Of course, there were food trucks. But um, Holly Garman, can't thank you enough. Uh, she's the PR rep for uh, the New York City uh, uh, Craft Brewers and uh, for the Guild. And uh, what a great job. Uh, she does, and what a great job the New York City brewers do, because what's really cool is there's a lot of New York City breweries that are there, then you've got New York State breweries, and then you have a lot of out-of-state breweries, so it's interesting. So they had probably, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, I don't know, maybe 15 out-of-state brewer- New York State breweries, and then a lot of breweries 
uh, from out of state, which again I didn't get to all of these, so I kind of I kind of hopscotched around uh, certain beers that I had. So I started off first off ran into uh, right when I walked in my good friend Brian Winget from uh, Barrier Beer. They had a number of different beers out. My neighbor tried the Red Button Imperial Red. I ended up having the Triple. Uh, New England uh, IPA, uh, nothing is too much. An 11 percenter, boy, I'll tell you, that was a big banger. Smooth, though, really smooth. You're shocked that it was an 11 percent beer, so that was great. Um, they also had a collab with Kane, Know Yourself, an Imperial Stout at 10.5%. I just couldn't I couldn't start off with a stout. I had to kind of ease into it. So I only had the one beer from Barrier, but, you know, I'll get to the other stuff when I get a chance. But it was it was good. Um, uh, to check them out. Alewife, I wanted to check out. Never got a chance to check out Alewife. So, I mean, again, it's, you know, you kind of have to cherry pick uh, these breweries. Big Alice was right next door to them. They had a pomegranate sour. I'm really into sours now. So, and I like trying different uh, flavors and sours because some are more of a wine complexity and then others have that tart puckerish complexity. So I like the different the different styles. Yeah, sometimes it does feel like you're almost drinking a wine, but uh, it's a good, you know, sours, once you acquire a taste for it and it, you really got to work yourself up towards it, they're, they're actually really good beers. So from Big Alice, I had the Blackberry Pomegranate Sour at 4.5%. Again, it's a nice, easy sipping sour. It's not going to get you uh, banged out. Very nice. And, and really the nice flavors of the Blackberry and Pomegranate uh, shown through on this beer um, a lot. A um, couple of different ones. I'm going to bounce around here, but what what they do with at the Brooklyn Expo? It's nice. It's it's um it's a wide area where they set up the the, the booth. So even if there is a line, you're not you're not kind of crowded in. Um, and I noticed during the early session, we got in an hour early for the VIP, and then even when the session started, it got crowded. But it never got crowded to a point where I felt like I was waiting more than two people, three people, uh, to get a taste of a beer, which is good. Because sometimes you get to these, you go to these beer festivals, and obviously, look, people are going to gravitate towards certain beers, and they're going to stand online, uh, you know, eight, ten, twelve deep just to get a taste uh, of a particular beer. But if you, you know, if you run your event properly, you can you can try and shorten up that line a little bit, uh, so you're not having to wait so long. And that's kind. Of, I think I think a lot of people decided to go to the late one instead of the early one because I saw pictures from the late one. They looked like it was packed, but the early one was definitely worth it for me. Because you were able to get in and get uh, try different beers uh, without too much of a problem. So uh, from uh, Big Alice, uh, hit up Grimm. Uh, finally got a chance to taste a couple of beers from Grimm. The Afterimage Magenta, their double IPA, is spot on. Juicy, really delicious, very tasty. But their Sour Ale Lilt, that's nice. That had more of a wine quality to me. Uh, that's one you could pour and kind of just... I don't know if you're going to necessarily let it sit there and warm up, but it's a nice sour ale that has a very, very wine complexity uh, to it. So that was really good from Grimm. Uh, didn't get a chance. I know, I'm know. i pretty sure that the owners from Grimm were there, and I didn't get a chance uh, to chat with them. I wish I had done that. Uh, Evil Twin makes a beer. This is pretty wild. I really didn't know what to think of this one. It's called the New York City, uh, or I, I'm sorry, it's called the Strawberry Butterfinger Sunday, and it's written instead of Sunday like you write... An ice cream sundae, it's written like the day sundae. Uh, this was a 14% imperial stout. And I have to tell you, I could taste the Butterfinger in it and the strawberry, and for some reason it works. I didn't think it would, but it's one of those kind of, all right, you know what, let me give this a try and see what happens. That was really, uh, really good. Uh, good folks from Flagship got a chance to um, 
I got a chance to chat with the guys from Flagship, and uh, they have a new Blood Orange IPA that they were debuting at the event. And let me tell you something. This is a spot-on beer. I really enjoyed it. Um, Flagship does a great Kolsch. Um, that's the one that stands out for me. Their IPAs are okay. They're not great. Uh, but the, the, the Kill Van Kolsch is very good. But, boy, I'll tell you, this Blood Orange IPA, I'd, I'd drink it all day long. It was a fantastic beer. Good job. Uh, from the folks at Flagship. That was a great, great beer. I really liked it a lot. And then right next to them, uh, m- uh, my friends from Five Burrows Brewing were there and had their Tangerine Goza, which is just a, it's just a spectacular beer. That is a great—the Tangerine Goza is a perfect spring-summertime beer. I don't know if I'd necessarily drink it in the winter, but it is definitely an excellent beer. Uh, when when the weather warms up, for sure. As we continue on here in our uh, third segment of the show, which is we're spotlighting New York City Craft Beer Week and the opening bash uh, at New York City Craft Beer Week over at the Brooklyn Expo that took place uh, last Saturday that I attended. Um, stopped at the McKellar spot, and boy, I'll tell you, McKellar yeah, over at City Field is making some great beers. Had the um, uh, NYC OG Estate, an imperial stout at 10%. Excellent, boozy, really, really good. But then they had an IPA that I had to try just because of the name. Uh, What's Love Hop to do with it? Yes, Tina Turner, What's Love got to do with it? Uh, It is a really, really good IPA. Uh, Just solid, excellent stuff. Uh, They also had the uh, Howler 2 Galaxica, uh, but we'll review that in our next segment in Sons and Duds because I actually had a can of that um, the night before the event. Common Roots was there from New York State. I had their House Sour number 13, a very, very good sour ale. Definitely one you don't want to miss. Um, got a chance to chat with uh, one of the guys from Prison City. They had their Mass Riot there, but this was their double dry hopped Mass Riot, not the original. And boy, let me tell you something, an outstanding beer, just as good as the regular Mass Riot. It is fantastic. That's one you cannot sit on. Didn't get a chance to uh, check out Hudson Valley. I should have. They had a couple of sour IPAs there. Uh, from Bottle Logic, this was really cool. Bottle Logic out of Anaheim, California. They have a Berlin Iron Vice called From the Deep. They make it with seaweed. Yes, seaweed. It pours green. It was fantastic. I enjoyed it a lot. I, I was really surprised at how much I enjoyed it. That was a really, really uh, good beer. Uh, Browery uh, West Picnic uh, uh, Picnic Lightning uh, out of San Pedro, California. Decent IPA. Nothing special. Um, I, I thought it was all right. I just wanted to, uh, to take a taste of that. Uh, Monday night, 404 Page Not Found. A uh, very solid IPA from these guys out of Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, had uh, from Icarus. Got to see the guys from Icarus. Jason, uh, uh, the owner and brewmaster. Uh, got a chance to uh, to see him. Uh, Touching the Sun and We Want All the Gold. Excellent beers. Icarus is just knocking it out of the park in New Jersey. They are the hot brewery in New Jersey right now, without a doubt. Um, had another sour ale from the rare uh, from the rare barrel, Guava Happens. That was very tasty. I was surprised. They also had a Manhattan Fashioned. I should have tried that. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to like that or not. Uh, from Pipeworks out of Chicago, Illinois. Pipeworks is making great beer, too. Had the Jones Dog Barrel Aged Milk Stout. Very smooth. Uh, that one was out of the bottle. They didn't have that one on draft. Uh, and then two beers that really struck me. First one was from Jay Wakefield out of Miami, Florida. They call it Haterade. It's a Berliner Weiss. This thing tasted straight up like Hawaiian Punch or a, or a red Gatorade. Honest to God, it was fantastic. I was shocked, poured red, and when you sipped it, you were like, whoa, this was an excellent beer. I know my uh, my neighbor had the stout uh, that they had there. I think it was the uh, Even More Nuts 
which he really enjoyed as well. So the the Jay Wakefield Haterade was fantastic. I wonder if you can get that in New York. And then finally, uh, Brooklyn Brewery, uh, real quick before we take a break, is making a non-alcoholic beer. It's called McKay Place. It's a 0.5% non-alcoholic beer. They're calling it an IPA. Tastes more like a Pilsner to me. But, boy, if you've ever had O'Doul's and Sharps, they're gross. I mean, honestly, they're gross. Brooklyn Brewery is making a non-alcoholic beer that actually tastes like beer that tastes good. And I found out they're in the process of making a sour non-alcoholic beer, which is easy because a lot of times with sours, they've got fruits in them. So um, very interesting to see that they're making a sour non-alcoholic beer. It'll be interesting to try that uh, when it comes out. So a lot of great stuff at the New York City Craft Beer Week, the opening bash at the Brooklyn Expo. And I can't thank the guys uh, enough uh, for uh, for putting that together. And Holly Garman, thank you uh, for the invite to the event. When we come back after a short break, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Larry Elder explains how hard Trump has been on Russia. The president has been the toughest on Russia than any modern president. Trump has pulled out of this treaty with Russia. That Russia was violating. Trump has armed the Ukrainians. He's made us more energy efficient. He's condemned that pipeline that Russia uh, is building between its country and Germany. And the president's being reamed as uh, soft on Russia. The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7, right before Joe Walsh at 9 on AM 970. The Answer. Here in New Jersey, we're all about winter fun. See what's happening in northeastern New Jersey's Gateway region. Go skiing, snow tubing, and snowboarding at Camp Gaw Mountain in Mawa. Feast and cheer on knights in battle at the Medieval Times Castle in Lyndhurst. Treat yourself to four must-shop Paramus malls, Westfield Garden State Plaza, Paramus Park, the outlets at Bergen Town Center, and the Fashion Center. Check out Hudson County's eclectic nightlife. Hit Jersey City for bars like New Park Tavern and live shows at White Eagle Hall. In Hoboken, highlights include Finnegan's Pub and Pilsner House and Beer Garden, serving tasty plates and brews. If you're for winter hotspots and seasonal family fun, New Jersey is for you. Plan your outing at visitnj.org slash gateway. That's visitnj.org slash gateway. This message sponsored by New Jersey Travel and Tourism, the New Jersey Broadcasters Association, and this station. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I'm thrilled to be co-hosting the Stand with Israel tour with my friend Dennis Prager. This tour of the Holy Land will bring us face-to-face with one of our country's most important allies and one of the most fascinating spiritual regions on earth. More than a vacation, this bucket list trip will deepen your faith and expand your mind. I personally want to invite you to join me on this journey. Register today, and I'll see you in Israel. For more information and to register for this trip, go to am970theanswer.com. That's am970theanswer.com. Final segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer following me is very easy on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo. That's G A T U L O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYC And don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms as well as we are Alexa ready. Just say to your Alexa, you want to hear the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, and bingo, you will hear the show right from there. Final segment, of course, Suds and Duds. 
But a little bit of news to get to real quick before uh, we uh, dive into suds and duds. So I mentioned earlier in the show about the New Jersey Brewers Association event, which is the 23rd, uh, 23rd anniversary of this festival, which features only New Jersey breweries aboard the battleship New Jersey. Now, the ticket includes a free self-guided tour of the nation's most decorated ship, live music, food is available for purchase as well. Lots of great Jersey breweries are going to be there. More will be added um, as they go along. Now, this is taking place in June uh, and again, I'll give you the exact date and times. Give me one second here. I'm just punching up the website here. Um, this is in Camden. It is Saturday, June 22nd uh, from 1 to 5 p.m. aboard the Battleship New Jersey. Tickets are $50 for general admission, $75 for VIP. But here's the cool thing. Four-pack sales started this past Friday. So if you're looking to go with uh, with three of your buddies and you purchase a four-pack of tickets, regular admission only, this doesn't count towards VIP, you'll get 15 bucks off the price of the four-pack. It's a very good deal. You're going to get 15 bucks off the purchase price of four tickets. So if it's $50 times four is $200, you are going to get 15 off. That would make it, uh, what is it, 185 right? Uh, if I got the math right. I'm pretty sure I got the math right. 185 yeah, 15 bucks, 185 That's a good deal. Uh, lots of great breweries going to be there. I mentioned the breweries earlier in the show. There's going to be more added. Of course, we're going to talk about this uh, as the weeks and months go on. But I really wanted to mention that again. Saturday, June 22nd of this year from 1 to 5 p.m., the VIP gets you in at noon. you got to pay 75 bucks for that ticket, $50 for general admission. And again, this is the only event the New Jersey Brewers Association puts on that uh, that benefits them. All the proceeds are going towards uh, the brewers in New Jersey, which is a great thing. So if you're looking to do something cool, that's something to do. And then another thing real quick, uh, t- I spoke with Alexis Deegan, who is uh, wor- works for the New Jersey Brewers Association. Very much appreciate the email that she sent me. Um, New Jersey's brewing world uh, throughout the month of March are going to highlight the many women that are in various positions there. So the New Jersey Brewers Association is hosting a Women's Brew Day at Forgotten Boardwalk Brewing on March 6th. The recipe for the Blood Orange IPA with lavender accents will be brewed with elements contributed by uh, Forgotten Boardwalk, Chigmeister, Aiton Sand, and Krogs Restaurant and Brew Pub. Uh, attendees will include owners, brewers, tasting room managers, event coordinators, social media marketers, bartenders as well. Uh, they're anticipating a number of different breweries that are going to be there, uh, including the ones that I mentioned, as well as uh, Third State, Tuckahoe, Twin Elephant, Westville, Bonesaw, a bunch of others, Bradley Brew Project. The finished product will be uh, expected to be poured at the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival at the end of March. That is very cool. So if you have a chance, you want to check it out, head over there uh, to Forgotten Boardwork Brewing on March 6th, and you get to meet these women of brewing. And believe me, folks, there are a lot of them. They are great people. You definitely want to check that out. I am looking forward to tasting this beer at the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival at the end of the month. And you can vote for the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival uh, as being the number one uh, uh, place to go for a beer festival in the United States. USA Today is running a poll right now. If I can get up the link, I will get it up uh, on the show this weekend, and uh, we'll be discussing that as well. I'll mention it next week as well so you can vote. Now, let's get into suds and duds. We don't have a lot of time left here in this segment. Uh, started off with an original pills uh, from Schlobrowery uh, Raider. Uh, clean, smooth, not a ton of taste. This is uh, the finishing up that advent calendar that Arthur Idala had gotten me for Christmas and finally getting down to the last couple of beers uh, in the advent calendar. Then I had, and I mentioned this in the last segment, a Haller 2 Galaxica. Uh, from McKellar Brewing. Wow, this was great. Uh, my my friend Buddy Watson had brought this for me. Very smooth, juicy, great flavor. What a, a good bite on it. 
Love this so much. Uh, it, it is a fantastic beer. He only brought me two cans, but believe me, I'm savoring that other can that I have left. Uh, had a shush boom by McKellar. This is a good one. This is not a juicy IPA by any stretch. It's more of that malty, piney, caramel-type flavor. Very nice on this one. I really enjoyed that one a lot. I've got to get back over to McKellar Brewing. Uh, I got to try and get over there before the baseball season starts because you can park in, 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 you know, right next to it and walk over. If you haven't been there yet at City Field, it's awesome. Trust me, check it out. As we continue on here on our Suds and Duds segment on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy, the answer pillow gossip from Common Roots. Smooth, silky, bitter, bitter bite, delicious. These guys from Common Roots are knocking it out of the park with their beers. It is that is a fantastic beer. Um, uh, my good buddy uh, John Hack from uh, uh, AB InBev was in studio a couple weeks ago and uh, actually went to see the movie Beers of Joy this past weekend. I'll have a review uh, coming up on this week's show. He brought me some beers from uh, Goose Island. Uh, cracked open the Park Reporter. Uh, thin chocolate flavor. Just okay. It's all right. I- I'm... I'm kind of portered out. I, I, I like more I like more of the stouts than porters. It's very tough for me to find a porter these days that I, I really, really enjoy that I would drink over and over again. The one from uh, Goose Island is not the one that I would drink over and over again. Just being honest, folks. Uh, the Wrench uh, New England IPA by Industrial Arts, solid, juicy, delicious. It's a great beer. Uh, I never have a bad beer from Industrial Arts. They make some really, really good beers. Uh, just above New York City. Uh, in New in New York State, uh, then had the collab from Interboro when East is in the house. This is a collaboration that was done not only by Interboro. I, I don't know, you know, I gotta look here on the list here if they had no, they don't. You know, I thought they did, but they don't. Interboro, Interboro. Uh, when the East is well, it's a New England double IPA at eight and a half percent, but it listed all of the breweries I guess that had been a part uh, of the collaboration. Uh, but unfortunately, the print is so small, and even with I have a, I do have a pair of reading glasses now. I've had twenty twenty vision for about ten years. I got LASIK vision done, and unfortunately, my uh, looking at very very fine print lately has been a little bit of a challenge for me. And I was told this when I got the surgery, um, but I don't normally carry the cheaters around too much because I don't really. I don't. I don't really look at stuff with a lot of small print. So unfortunately. Um, uh, I don't. I, I can't really read all of them. I know a number of different breweries were involved uh, in this operation, and let me tell you something: it is a great double IPA. There's a great bite to it. Very smooth. Cracked a can of it on Sunday uh, with uh, one of my neighbors because uh, I wanted him to try it because he wasn't at the event, and uh, it was. It, it's a. It's a great beer. I, I really probably should have picked up another one uh, while I was there. Um, but I, I ended up not doing that. And I think if there were any cans left at the end of the event, and I don't know if it's sold out, uh, you could go to Interboro and they were bringing the cans back there and you could try it. And I'm sure, uh, that they're going to, they have it on tap there, uh, as well. And if you haven't been to Interboro, you really should go. Um, Interboro is a great place in Brooklyn where it's not only beer, but they also make spirits as well. So you can get mixed drinks. They have a kitchen inside. It is a very small place. Uh, I'm not going to kid you. It is not a place where you're going to fit 100 people in there. You're probably going to get about 50 people tops uh, in Interboro. But it's a nice little vibe. It's got a cool vibe to it. And, and to be honest with you, it's um, it's a great place to go and have beer. There are a lot of good breweries uh, that are coming up in, in the New York City area. And it's great that... Um, New York City has a beer week. It's great that a lot of these cities now are capitalizing on that. I know Philadelphia just had their beer week. Um, 
you know, San Francisco has one. San Diego has one in November. Uh, Atlantic City is going to have one the week of the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest, which I think is great. Uh, kudos to John Henderson and all the people down in Atlantic City who have put this together. Uh, there are going to be different things on different days. I'm going to be down there uh, the Thursday before the event because I'm going to be one of the judges uh, for the Jersey Beers. So looking forward to that and sampling a bunch of different things. And the cool thing that they're doing with the judging is that you're not judging every single beer. I've been to events where, you know, you and a couple of others are basically judging all the beers. I don't necessarily like that because, let's be honest, by the time you get past the fourth or fifth beer that you're sampling, they all kind of blend in with one another, especially if all of or I shouldn't say all of them, but if the majority of them are IPAs, after a while, you're IPA'd out. That bitterness, you know, even when you're cleansing your palate, a cracker, water, this, that, whatever, eventually they all start to taste the same. I do like variety when it comes to that in judging. And what the cool thing that they do for the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest to judge, they want you to pick three different three styles. And they stagger them out so that you're not you're not sampling something and then 10 minutes later you're sampling something else, then 10 minutes later you're sampling something else. So it makes it a lot easier uh, for you to you know sample these different beers, uh, Atlantic City does a great job. I am so glad they have they're having a whole beer week. I can't wait to get down there on on the Thursday night to uh, do my judging and then to go out afterwards uh, to one of the events that they're having. They're having a bunch of tap takeovers and then on Sunday the brunches. I really wanted to check out the Iron Room again, but apparently there's a couple of other places that are having brunches that I may end up going to one of those instead because I am sure that it's going to be. Well worth it. But, folks, we're out of time. My thanks to Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Darren Yellen, and, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. We are back Monday, or at least I'm back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. We are back next week on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.